0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Chris and Andre Show. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of The Chris and Andre Show. I'm Andre. And I'm Chris. And you all missed it, but... Chris has got his new toy and he's like speaking uh sound engineer ease <laughs> and I don't understand anything he's talking about.
1: Really like in this case it was primarily just about uh I guess like UI just the user interface
0: <sighs> whatever. Like yeah, you know. can't you can't even try to play that dude. Like he's like I just want the track to do I'm like I, I understand the word track and that's all I got. <laughs> So.
1: And this isn't even like, that's not even my new toy. That's just audacity doing audacity things. Well, um, don't, I don't,
0: I don't, I know
1: it's it's all good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for those of you, I don't know, we'll find out after this podcast, I guess. Well, right. no, we'll find out in three weeks when I eventually get around Dude. to editing this podcast.
0: Dude, you didn't seem to like not sleep for I know. like four days. <laughs>
1: okay. I'm just, I'm worried about too much content you know like uh, we're we're going to overload the system and pe- we're going to fry people's no, brains with that's, that's terrible if we like, drop that much knowledge on them at once <laughs> i am so excited though for the rest of our top 10 list i know like the uh <clears throat> what is it the the trailer that i i put up yesterday uh was the bottom 5 of my top 10 white rappers of all time dude um, and, like, literally the whole time that I'm doing my top 10, except for like once, I think, Andre's like, You're so stupid. <laughs> you're so stupid, yo. Like, just, you're so stupid. Just over and over and over again. And then, like, I got one, like, You're so corny. <laughs> you're so stupid. Like,
0: <laughs> I, got I was just
1: clearly breaking him on so many levels by pulling out this just, garbage list
0: of... it was so garbage man it was like a booty <laughs> list with like one butt cheek it was like not even like a thing yeah you know, I, listened, I listened to it and i was like yo i'm calling this kid stupid a lot <laughs>
1: but i thought we addressed that on an earlier podcast where that's what i do i just surround myself with people that will actually call me stupid
0: <laughs> yeah well Yeah, it's not personal. It's just like, man, that was a stupid list. It was was fun, though. I
1: mean, that's what happens when I wait until the night before at like 1130. And I'm like, shit, what am I going to do? We'll just do white rappers so I can make a joke out of this. (laughs) 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 Oh, okay. But on that topic. Music. Yeah, I have spent. I mean, honestly, pretty much all of today and the majority of yesterday listening to an abundance of Keith Murray. He's dope. Educating myself. Yeah. So I'm just trying to figure out like how I went this long without anybody else bothering to tell me about this man. Because like very impressive.
0: Yeah, this is, the so it's not an East Coast, West Coast thing. It's like, well, maybe, nah, well, is it? No, it's not. It's just like when I was coming up in hip hop, I won't even call it rap anymore because you got kids out today like talking about Pop and Molly and stuff. But like real hip hop, yeah, it was about the story. And like, you know, Keith Murray was out. And like every story he talked about, it's like Wu Tang. Like a lot of kids, like they vibe off of Wu Tang, but they don't know the story behind like Staten Island. It's like you gotta you you gotta connect to the story. That's why Biggie was so like I was well, Biggie was so big. I guess that's a pun. He was huge. Oh, big pun. Oh, I mean so I can do this all day, right? So I mean that's why. Because a lot of kids it wasn't mainstream, you know. So my my hip hop education was you know, it's where I come from. And it's like you listen to certain things. You can rock with a lot of a lot of different stuff, but you always went back to people you connect to. So yeah, that's why. Yeah. I mean you had limp biscuit on your list, bro. So I mean that and Okay, but it stuff. was
1: number ten.
0: Yeah, I, I feel you, but and I, just I no, can't. I mean you're
1: not wrong. Like I'm I'm not gonna argue with you. Like and I Fred Durst was was a was a joke. I mean, that really, that one was a joke. I mean, no, I, was, I, I, basically, I mean, my entire bottom top five
0: was were all jokes. No, but Limp Biscuit actually has some good songs, though. I mean, you yeah, know, they, they had were, some popular songs. I don't know no, if they I'd actually, call them good, they, but outside of popular, they had songs where I'd be like, yo, that's kind of dope, you know? Well, they, so, well like,
1: he had, uh, I don't even know if it was really Limp Biscuit, but it was just Fred Durst and, was it uh, Red Man or Method Man? Red,
0: it was Red Man. Red Man, yeah. Yeah, actually that's a good one. And I think actually now I don't I'm as a fact check myself. Um <laughs> but I know those cats were like rocking with Cypress Hill for a minute. Yeah. Um, so Fred Durst and uh Method Man. I think it was Method Man. yep it was Method Man. Okay. Um in together now. That yeah. was a dope song. It was? So he got a little bit of credibility for that joint you know.
1: I mean, and I guess, like, that's, I've always just wondered, like, was it, you know, deserved credibility? (laughs) I mean, because how much of, like, how much of that song being good had anything to do with Fred Durst, really?
0: Well, I'll give you this, like, you know, like, I have a friend from California, and I didn't really, uh, I'm not a West Coast guy, but dude is, um, oh we haven't spoke, we were roommates for a little bit when I moved back to Raleigh, but, like. When he kind of hit me up on his vibe on what the West Coast was, I was like, okay, I can see that. You know, like we have different stories, but it's well, different writing, but the same story, right? It's like uh, taking, uh, I mean, you pick an author you'd love to read and then, you know, contrast it with somebody in the same genre that has a different style. And that's kind of what, you know, neighborhoods in the west coast and east coast means to me it's like yo we're we're saying the same thing but we just kind of vibe a different way that's why so that's why i
1: know you probably don't want me to uh, to draw this equation uh you're gonna do it anyway but i'm gonna do it but uh it it's kind of like i think punk rock actually has a similar split where there's you can usually tell the difference between the west coast punk and the East Coast punk,
0: yeah, you know, I, I'll and, give you that. And so that you, you like,
1: the, you, there's just a different, there, you, there's a different sound to it. Ultimately, right. right? And so you're you're often telling, I mean, because yeah, like in punk, it's all the same story, like, right? It, you know, the girl that I'm in love with doesn't love me back, <laughs> and she's dating <laughs> some you, asshole.
0: <laughs> you got too many earrings, yo. That's like coming from your ear to your nose. But even if you look at the whole punk scene, like from the UK. It, it eclipses the American scene. Oh yeah. So it's like, I mean, and I'm not like a, I enjoy music. Hip hop is my thing, but I enjoy music. I, I can sit down and listen to just about anything. Um, and very objectively go, mm, that's not me, you know? Um, but I can just tell you that that's why, I mean, if you're going to be a student of hip hop, you got to look, you got to look under the rocks a little bit. You got to listen to like, you know, Like big pun is still a legend, you know. Keith Murray's still a legend. Big L's still a legend. Um, Exhibit. I mean, he has some nice flows, but again, that's not my vibe, you know. Yeah. But I I can give him credit for the songs I rock with. So that's I mean, that's what real hip hop is. And you know, it's it still frustrates me to this day that a lot of the music out here today is garbage. It's it's, it's straight booty. It is.
1: You know, Um, it's. You know, and I think like it's one of those things where especially with pop music in the 2000s, I think kind of starting there, maybe late 90s, like when autotune and all of these like over the top production things became so readily available.
0: But auto tune wasn't new. Roger was doing it already.
1: No, but you know what? Like I get, but it wasn't, it wasn't new, but this, it like, you see what I'm saying? But it like, became, yeah, it was the cyclical thing where it came back around.
0: Yeah. It wasn't new. It was just like overdone. Yeah. You know, there was no like, you know, I, I, I use profanity to put pepper on my food. Right. And it, you know, I'm not a musician, but I used to play drums a lot. Um, uh, I really appreciate music. But I think you have to be able to bring flavor to what you're doing. You know? Um, example. If you understand the fundamentals of music in general, you can do a lot of stuff. So I taught myself how to dance salsa by listening to what the music was doing. And that is no joke. And it's only because I understand how to listen for each instrument to see what they're doing and I can watch them, you know, like what the body movements are, you know, bachata, the same thing. Um, so that's my secret, you know, that's another superpower I have. It's like, I can listen to music and decompose it. I can't read music worth crap, but I can understand what the music's doing. Um, and I, I just, I don't know. I, I just, I wish music wasn't as um, commercialized as what, as what it is, you know? Yeah, um, you know, like Chris, he's got his his music, and I'm like, dude, like if it were me, like people really vibe off your music, and you got to figure out a way to get your music out to multiple people without thinking about distribution, right? Um, because he he would probably have a great audience, and I just think that people like even musicians go back to a commercialized state of mind, in my mind, in my opinion.
1: <clears throat> well, I think. <sighs> You know, part of it is because there's this desire to do it for a living. You know, like that's that's all you want to do, right? And if I can make enough money doing it, then I can focus on my music. And in a lot of ways, I think you know, there's this belief that that focus is what is ultimately going to take you over the edge. So if you can start accruing money earlier, then all the more likely chance that you're going to, you know, make it in the end. But I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I think. It, you know, there's similarities in the music industry and in like, you know, what we're doing in podcasting, right? Like we ultimately are trying to find an audience and trying to grow our audience. And, you know, like at some point, I think we have both talked about like, yeah, it'd be great to get paid to do this kind of, right? <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe not, you know, like there is that. And I think, you know, as a former, you know, high school slash college, you know, bandmate and musician like the gig you know scene is abysmal like it's a you know it's awful having to go around and like book all these gigs and figure out where you're going to play next and trying to make sure that everybody in your band's schedule lines up and that everybody's committed to it and that you can make it and um I mean, how, back in the day, trying to find anywhere that would let us play. <laughs> but, I mean, that probably said as much about how good we were as it was anything. But, I mean, we just, it. you know, it was like, it was really hard. I mean, we, like, we felt like at one point, like, the big step for us was getting into a an actual recording studio and making, like, a six-song, you know, demo album. Because at the time, the home recording studio wasn't, a thing like it was but it was like your four track in your garage and so you didn't have good mics you didn't have you know
0: really good recording equipment it all just sounded like shit for the most part so i'll give you something that like uh it keeps baffling me i don't know when prince went out on his own and and canceled his record deal with uh i believe columbia um but prince proved the point so i remember back it was 94 yeah 94 I had a guy I work with and this is when the internet was getting big and I did a website for him and I was like mocking him up. I'm like, you know, it'd be dope. If you could like put your tracks in your website and just sell the album from there. Right. You know what the problem was? It was uh storage size and compression, blah, blah, blah. All the, all the technical barriers yeah. that eventually were removed by iTunes. Um, so I think that what people slept on, and they still sleep on, the in the music, in that scene. I mean, if you look at Billy Eilish, look at uh, Chance the Rapper, you don't need distribution. You just need to like really put the work in. Well, and that's. Because, I mean, these
1: days it's it's significantly different.
0: You know, oh, like true. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't argue that. Yeah. But Like if you look back in the days, it was like you got mixed t- tapes out of the back of somebody's car. Yep. I you mean, know? we were so-
1: publishing stuff on like GarageBand.com. You know, and like right. getting thrilled over 10 or 15 plays, we'd, we'd take our CD once we finally made it down to the, you know, uh, NC State College radio station and got one of our songs played like three times. And that was like, that was amazing to hear your own song played on the radio, like regardless yeah. of the shitty channel that was on.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> and nobody else ever heard of. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, but, you know, I mean, like it was so cool at the time because we had... uh we had CDs that we could send to families, you know, like like our family members and stuff. I remember my cousin growing up, like, he would just play that stuff all the time because he just thought it was the coolest thing that his cousin was in a band. And we had a music video on the CD and everything. And so it was just, you know, I mean, it was stupid, but it was so much fun. Like, we just made the best out of it, I think, at the time. And then, you know, unfortunately, never got to a position where we were able to really make any significant money off of it. And that's okay. What's up?
0: Hey, um, Superstar. I just really want to say
1: hi to Andre. And okay.
0: Hi, sweetie. I Cat. haven't seen you in a while. It has How are been a you?
1: While. You can come say hi. Here. Say hi for a second. I'm going to get rid of these cats. Hi,
2: Andre.
0: Hi, sweetie. How are you? Good. Yeah? How's school going? Are you excited to be back?
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I haven't seen you in a while either. I, I missed you. What? I said I haven't seen you in a while either. I missed you. Me too. (laughs) You're so awesome. What do you want to talk about? Um, Can I tell you something? Sure.
2: I'm, I'm going to which is my preschool.
0: I know your dad was telling me about that. That sounds pretty fun. Are you enjoying it? That is so awesome. Are you that's cool. What are you learning there?
2: Um, I'm doing first grade there.
0: Wow. First grade is huge. And super also huge. I'm in my preschool. Wow. So <laughs> that's exciting. I'm super happy for you, sweetie. What else is going on?
2: I've been doing class
1: meetings.
0: Okay. Who's your new teacher? Um. Shout out to. Shout out. <laughs> Shout, out, Shout out. out to
1: all the teachers out there.
0: I know you got. Teachers are doing a hard job right now. Ah! You can get a woohoo for the teachers.
1: That's right. <laughs> all right. Can you go finish up your work?
0: Bye, sweetie. <laughs> So for anybody that thinks that this is not a, um, a a super real podcast, we have our family members all the time popping in to say hello yeah that was, that was my little buddy right there yeah
1: she uh she gets really mad at me when I forget to like come get her so that she can say hello and or goodbye uh, to her buddy, Mr. Andre.
0: when she gets older we're gonna get out of that whole mister thing so yeah Yeah. i
1: know everybody is mister or miss at this point regardless of you know marital status on the miss (laughs) or Misses
0: part everybody is but yeah so i you know i hope that um i i just think that people slept on the distribution thing and i think that we're you know one of the things secretly but we talk about it publicly we're trying to create our own platform so not so secretly Uh, Yeah, so not so secretly. We're, we're not doing it on the low low. We're just kind of, it can be done. Prince did it years ago and did not like, like present any barriers to his career. First of all, all it's Prince. But aside from that, he was able to, you know, pave the way for other musicians to do the same thing. And I, I really do believe, and this is me taking off my developer hat, that the barrier to entry To producing content whether it be like music or whatever it may be is super low you know it's just figure out you know be committed and do the work to make it happen
1: so yeah i mean it's uh, it's probably i mean i'm with you in that i think it's the lowest it's ever been for sure and i think you know because of the advancements in technology that i mean you know like i you and I could sit here and doing our initial podcast, I mean, maybe invested, you know, because even if we didn't have specifically like the computers that we had, like any basic computer could have done what we were doing off right. the bat, you know? And even right now, like we have a new, you know, mixer, the zoom live track L eight. Shout out to zoom. Shout uh, out to- <laughs> and it's great. I mean, like I love it. And it was, you know, significantly more money than what our Behringer uh, UMC 204 HD cost, But the Behringer was awesome for us starting out. Like I had the two inputs that we needed and this is all kind of covered, or at least a lot of this is covered in my recent blog post. But, um, you know, it's, you're right in that across the board, like, I mean, your phone can do video, can do pictures, can do audio recording. Like you can do everything that you need essentially with the computer that you carry around with you all the time. Right. Um, And so as long as you have a a computer, like you basically have everything that you need to be able to produce any type of content. I think, you know, like it's kind of interesting. There was something I was reading the other day was talking about.
2: It's time for politics
1: kind of like I guess and I I get your thoughts on this but the media's role in kind of the dumbing down of society that because the media has moved towards you know what was what used to be a five minute news segment became you know a 30 second Facebook clip which is now a 10 second soundbite you know like it's all kind of condensed down to the lowest common denominator of you know
0: look at this guy say fuck on tv and boom content people move on yeah so i think that is uh that's a sign of intellectual laziness in my opinion yeah um this is just pandering right like well and maybe even worse than that yeah it's both i think that people like full like disclaimer when i say laziness it's not like an indication of your character it just means like You've you've become so accustomed to convenience that you don't expect more, right? Um and I think that people they really like that. You know, I when I for example, when somebody sends me a link to something, I've either read it or I'm going to read it. You know? Um but if you send somebody a, a link to to read something, they they like it. Like within five seconds, you know, within a minute or something like that. Something very minuscule. It's like, you didn't read the whole thing. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> like and i think that you're right it's not i don't know if it's i don't know what to blame for that I, I i just think it's very uh interesting um that people have accepted but i just need a cursory level of information to make a decision yeah and that just makes me super uncomfortable
1: well and, uh, and not even like to it's both i think to make a decision and to like plant my flag you know like this is my position that this is the hill i'm gonna die on you know like how dare you challenge me i I saw this clip on youtube i know what i saw you know like the earth is
0: freaking flat (laughs) god bless you and i don't i don't really like uh i had it so i had a conversation with some uh their family so i I won't I, i won't demote them um they were literally about uh donald right And their talking points were talking points that you get from Facebook or some, you know, flyby uh, input. Yeah. And everything they said, I had a rebuttal based on facts. And it just like it actually goes to your point. And this is not to, you know, to uh, talk negative. I mean, they're they're my family. And it's just like straight up. Here's what I'll tell you. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just asking you one thing that shows a sign of wisdom. Can you accept a different perspective? And I think that to your point, people have, they've conceded that position. Like this used to be a a society of the debate where we've, we've actually decided that we no longer want to debate. We want to actually decide based on your 10 second clip. And it's pretty concerning to
1: me. Yeah. I mean, no, you know, there's even the debates, right. At this point, most people don't watch the full debate because they're like, well, I can just get the highlights. Right. And like, and uh, we talked about how like politics and political parties have become almost like, you know, fanatical, right. Like to the point of, it's like, you know, your college sports team, right. It's like on that same level of how dare you insult my college or, or, you know, the team that I root for. And instead of taking the time during a debate to sit there and go, wow, you know, the person on the other side is actually making some good points, right? Or, you know, maybe the candidate that I thought I wanted to vote for is really doesn't seem to have any answers for the questions that are being proposed. Instead, I mean, it's like, I'm just going to consume it in the easiest format possible where yeah. it's the information that I want. Not even like, you know, like it's my perspective on it. You right. know? <laughs> like it's not even just, it's not even that you just want the parts that support you, but you want somebody else to feed it to you in a way that supports everything
0: that you believe that you already believe.
1: And yeah. I understand for, you know, that as humans, like we are not, you know, character creatures of, change like we are creatures of habit you know like we right. we develop habits and and they're hard to break but this is not something where i think you can effectively look at where we are as a society and say that you know what that this is something that is okay to just leave to habit that i always vote this way and that it's you know because i i still go back to like you and i are we're both fairly – I mean, like I was a. I grew up a Republican. Like my family was Republican. They had always voted Republican, as far as I knew. Like I remember when George Clinton won, or George Clinton, that would have been great. <laughs> yeah. Bill Clinton with the funk, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put the parliament in the White House. Uh, <laughs> he was always winning. Yo, come on, Sorry. man. Sorry. When Bill Clinton won, like, I remember my parents were pissed. You know, I mean, we had my dad on it. And, you know, certainly afterwards, like, he certainly had his issues with Bill Clinton. But, um, like, and so I, when I came to state, you know, like, all of my roommates were pretty liberal leaning. Um, and so the first election that we were all going to vote in was Kerry Bush. Yeah. And okay. so I was the one Bush supporter in the House. I got a W sign for my front yard. I got a sticker for my car. To some degree, just to kind of rub it in everybody's face.
0: That was a dope sticker. Uh, It was. I mean, the black with the the white, it was. I mean, it's up there with,
1: like, the Obama Hope sticker. Like, Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, like, ultimately, I still kind of, like, I looked at that election, and I tried to be somewhat you know like I guess objective in it going into it expecting to vote Republican but still kind of looking at it like well maybe maybe I'm not going to vote Republican and I there wasn't very much that I liked about you know John Kerry at the time like and I I guess part of it was that I bought into a lot of the you know the campaigning on the Bush side about flip-flops and all of that from Kerry and he had was it, was Edwards was his running mate if I'm not mistaken not yeah yeah
0: So I'll tell you the secret to being objective, right? And for anybody out there listening, look around you. Your environment will drive your level of of objectivity. The things you do every day will, will force you to decide not on politics, but the difference between right and wrong. And that's what I've really started to embrace over the last, I'd say like seven years of my life. It's not about, I don't, again, for the one millionth time, I don't care about politics. I care about the difference between right and wrong, which typically boils down in our society in the United States on policy. And what I've learned is that I have to be objective. And the only way to be objective is to look around you in your life and what's happening in your life. And that typically is, more often than not, the 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 thing that will make you question things you quote-unquote believe in. Like, I can't believe that, I, I can't say that I'm a man of faith, but do things that are contradictory to my faith. Yeah. I can't say I believe in my faith unless I explore why I could question it. I can't say I believe or trust a politician until I understand their record and good and bad times. And I just think that if people took a moment to step out of the problem and really just looked at their life, like their literal life, like, where do I shop at? Who do I interact with? Who do I work with? Who are my neighbors? Where do my kids go to school at? Those are all questions that are never going to be, they're never concrete resolutions. They're just not going to be. It's always going to change and evolve. Eventually, you start to question everything, but you can can actually play those things out to a logical conclusion. And I think that's kind of what you've done in your life. And I always, you know, you've heard me say it a million times, Yeah, wait till you have kids. Yeah. Right?
1: I mean, as you were going through the list of things, I'm sitting there going, you know, like, I can't really call myself a father if I'm not sitting here thinking about my kid, you know, and putting her first. And... In a lot of ways, I feel like that's, and I think we've talked about it a lot, that I don't, you know, give a rubber stamp approval to everything that any Democratic, you know, candidate and or politician does and, or, and says. Like, it's, right. it's not that, but it is very much at this point kind of a, you haven't really left me with much other option, like, from the Republican Party. Like, if this is... The position that you're going to take as the other primary, you know, rep- political party in this country, then I'm sorry, but I can't, I'm, I'm like, I can't get down with that. Like, I just can't, yeah. <laughs> like, there's, there's nothing that I can do. There's no way that I can ration that out.
0: There, there is a, you know, like, like I was saying, like there, you know, there was a question, the abortion issue came up and I'm like, all right, well, I, I just don't, I said here, I do have a stance on it. It shouldn't be a, birth, a form of birth control. I think any reasonable person can deal with that. And then even picking down the layer, I'm like, so what's the root cause? Well, abortion's wrong. No, what's the root cause? Why are people like, why, why is that an option? It, well, I don't know. It's an option because they're broke. Yeah. If you, if you actually fix the root cause, you actually more than likely fix a lot of the problem of why abortion's a, you know seemingly an issue yeah um and then you know it, it's not tick for tack it's just basically like look it's not a real argument <laughs> like yeah. you got to kind of step out of that and ask yourself why is this person going to do that one well, it's uh, I, you know when i was ed- editing
1: episode 28 uh we were talking about you know people who oppose like the black lives matter movement and talking about stuff like you know it's one thing to say, you know, I don't agree with some of the founders or, you know, overall, like, I think the message that Black Lives Matter, you know, is important, but, you know, yada, yada. It, it, to me, it it kind of boils down to that same thing where like you, you're if you don't take the time to pick apart your own argument, you don't understand what it is that you're really upset about, yeah. you know, or yeah. like what it is that you're really fighting against. And, you know, to your point on the abortion side, like it's it really is like it's about opportunity you know as much as it is anything else and if you provide the right levels of opportunity in the right areas we can fix the majority of the problems that we're dealing with right now as a country but right. instead we've chosen to ignore that and let the opportunities just kind of go <laughs> where
0: where they go and I, I think Black Lives Matter, they probably need to um you know and please don't hate me for saying this. It's the name of the organization is also the name of what they're trying to accomplish. So if I was a marketer, I'd be like, hey, we probably need to change our either our name or our message. And maybe the message is like equal opportunity. Maybe the message is civil rights. Maybe the message, you know, whatever those things blossom out to be. But objectively, I had to say, well, why do people hate that term? Right. And I can see why people get, you know, they, like, the hairs in the back of their neck kind of like prick. I'm like, yeah, I, I can see that. Doesn't mean I don't believe that we need civil rights improvements. It just means that I can see where you're probably making people hesitate, you know? Um, And that's not a popular opinion. I I just, I think that they chose the name for the right reason. I think that the name of the organization and, and because the fact that the organization is not very centralized, like the NAACP, like, you know, various other organizations. Um, it's like, like the ACLU, it, it's very easy to group the name of the organization with the message. And I'm the first one to admit, I don't know, I don't agree with every organization, but if the message is right, I'm down with it. And I think that, you know, for people out there struggling with that, I think what Black Lives Matter wants to say generically is let's improve civil rights for all people. And let's so- stop killing black people. <laughs> let's, let's stop making them a pawn in this, this game that we, you know, we don't understand how it play. It, we actually, we do understand how it plays out. We can't have almost a, a you know quarter of the population be treated as second, dairy citizens. We we just can't continue to do that.
1: Well, and and that's where yeah, like I think the reason that you have the, a name like Black Lives Matter is because for so long people have acted like they don't. Yeah. Right. Like ultimately that's what the the message is, is like you can't continue to pretend like our lives are less significant than yours or than anybody else's. And, and, and so, yeah, I think I I just, I, I continue to, I guess, struggle with people that can't get behind that general message, right? That like a life is a life in that regard especially people who are so like anti-abortion and yet you know
0: like anti-black lives matter right like that's why my beef i keep saying it. my beef is with people that say they're card-carrying christians yeah it's like none of that equals up it doesn't add up to me you can't say one thing but do another yeah you know i i just i can't i i'll be honest like i uh I don't struggle with my faith. I just struggle with the people that they are the front men and women for, like for my faith. Yeah. I keep seeing this Billy Graham commercial. I'm just like, why don't you take your old ass off TV? Nobody's trying to hear you. Yo. Like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to listen to what you're saying. Yeah. Like you can't tell me sin is a problem. We all know it. We get that part. But the reason why, like, I think, Modern day Christians keep running back to, well, sin's the problem. Got it. But we're all fallen. Yeah, you're not addressing the issue. Like, you got to stop telling me Jesus is the answer because if your Jesus is the one that, you know, advocates this whole stupidity of racism, I want nothing to do with that guy. Well, yeah, because it's the white Jesus, it's the The white Christ. Christ.
1: Yeah, You know, like, that's the American Jesus. We've talked about the American God. There's 100% the American, you know, Jesus, who was a card-carrying, capitalist-loving NRA, you know, member. Like, that dude wanted, <laughs> rode a Tyrannosaurus and shot <laughs> rifles, and, like, I just... <laughs>
0: But at the same time, people
1: think Mormons are crazy,
0: man. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll tell you two points in that just kind of like blow my mind. One, when Kennedy was running for president, the United States couldn't believe a Catholic. Oh, yeah. A Catholic who was going to like become the president. Oh, we're, you know, we're not ready for a Catholic. Yeah. Why not? And then secondly, (laughs) I just get confused by the fact it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. So what we're seeing here is that one of the, the most famous parables for evangelicals and I'm going to add the other part why evangelicals to talk about is the good Samaritan and they only want to focus on the good deed that Jesus did not the fact that the Jews didn't like Samaritans that was a story that was a parable about no in this kingdom we are going to accept the Jew and the Gentile. And not just that, I'm going to focus on somebody that you really don't like. And so for me, I get angry when I see a Billy Graham or whatever whatever the Graham, Franklin Graham, I'm sorry, Billy Graham passed away. Franklin Graham on TV talking about sin. It's like, dude, it's all sin. The, the, you're not addressing the fact of the matter. And that's what just, it turns me off and I just wrestle with that. I'm like, we're still doing the same tropes. We're still, we're, we're going to repeat the same CD over and over again.
1: Do you think that part of the issue is that there isn't, I mean, cause it seems like there isn't a louder voice of reason to some degree, right? That like, if I'm a-
0: being honest, brother, you're not going to like this answer. No, that's why we have to like, I think honestly you and me talking and plus people are listening <laughs> we talk about things people are probably pondering in their head yeah but that's and, i mean that's what
1: i'm sitting here saying is a, i think it's another example just like on the political spectrum where you allow these people to go to the extremes and be the loudest right yeah and and so there is no voice in the middle and i think where where we sit Kind of theologically in this country, as well as you know, politically, is like we have this silent majority that has kind of sat back for a while and allowed the fringe ends of the spectrum to kind of push the narrative of what needs to happen, as opposed to like understanding that most of us sit in the middle. You know, like we're not like the freaking bell curve is a bell curve for a reason. Like we, (laughs) sorry. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you're right but that's we're asking people to do math well
1: i don't know and then I, you promised there wouldn't be there would be i was promised there would be no math
0: <laughs> so i'll tell you on a theological level so when i uh we had a we got married at saint mike's uh one of the largest catholic churches in our county in our in our county um my wife was raised Catholic. It was very important to her that we get married in Catholic church. One thing I learned, and I've started to pick up in recent years, is that most people have never read their Bible. What's the like, Bible? Yeah, I know, right? Or that
1: thing that Trump was holding up in that picture he took.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, it was burning his hand. Um, nor do most people study their Bible. So when it comes to theology for me, it's like, I can do this all day. You know, the Bible says, you know, study yourself approved. I mean, and it basically, and this is not a religious rant. It's just part of who I am. So I understand why people, they, if the first thing is true, which is most people, they fall back to religion because they want to feel better about themselves or what they're doing. That's a fact. And the second thing is true that most people don't, they don't take the time to actually understand their faith as they understand their uh, mortgage rate <laughs> or their budget. Well, and then again, that's that's another dichotomy because most people are broke because they just spend their money. They spend more than what they can make. And if they spent less than what they made, they'd probably be in better shape. So those two things are facts. One, people basically, like, they don't know what they don't know. Like literally, it's like they feel they want to feel better about themselves. And secondly, they're not going to do the work to really understand the thing they say they believe in. You know, there are countless things in my life where I'm just like, I don't know if I believe that. When I stop and pause and look around myself, I don't believe I don't believe like that's a reflection of me. And so I have to challenge that thought until I actually play it out to where where does it, con- where, where's it what's the conclusion? Right, and there are times I backtrack on things I may have said or believed, or you know whatever that may be, because it's it's like ignorance, it's willful willful ignorance for no reason.
1: Well, so I yeah. mean, there's absolutely nothing that says that you can't change your mind, right? Oh. Like, <laughs> I mean, new but information can come
0: to light at any time. And but think about our society. We yeah. we are we are the country that really believes that we're number one. Yeah,
1: regardless we, of all of the evidence to the contrary, but. I mean, hell, there's a lot of people that think we won the Vietnam War.
0: Yeah, we lost. <laughs> like, like evidence is evidence presented in a court of law is debatable. Facts are concrete, and people can't tell the difference between the two. I can prevent. I can uh, present evidence of just about any any case I want to present, but facts are going to always remain facts. That's where we stumble. We're we're not smart enough to realize, like, yeah, we've got to stop working on evidence. We've got to stop working on a, a, a biased view of things that are not even factual. So, yeah. But, yeah, and I, I just, again, that's why my beef is with, like, people. I, I can't control the rest of the world, but I can definitely talk to my Christian brothers and sisters and just be like, yo, you're missing a whole lot, bro. Like, you you got the cliff notes. <laughs>
1: Um, so changing gears a little bit, I think, but kind of tangentially off of that, I've been reading articles lately saying that, you know, national polls indicate that the the race is tightening up between Biden and Trump as, uh, people get more invested, I guess, or get more interest as interest, uh, you know, grows. And I'm like, I mean, if you weren't invested or interested in this, election prior to now i don't know what you were really waiting for but <laughs> you're waiting for like a
0: nuclear bomb to hit us
1: i just so, uh, my part of my concern or i guess one of the things i'm wondering is that i see a lot of trump flags uh especially when we spent the weekend down at carolina beach and uh it yeah, tends I mean, to I be a you know and i mean you know a certain breed of character i guess shows up there uh well, i mean there was a dude I mean, with a golf
0: cart well let, no, let me disrupt your theory yeah like, don't go if, for it if, if the people my family i was hanging out with yeah they're not they're not that crew bro no i mean but i'm, I'm not saying it's everybody
1: but i'm just saying yeah. that that tends to be more yeah yeah that's
0: <laughs> my people are exception, not the rule i got yeah. I got. It.
1: <laughs> but yeah like i just i wonder is it a case of you know that like the the people who support Trump to the point where they're willing to w- fly a flag behind their golf cart um, or on the beach are they just are, do they outnumber the people
0: who feel that way about Biden? Dude, remember when we talked about like there's 35 percent of the country yeah that's just that's gonna so vote for Trump regardless. They're actually it's 35 yeah they're gonna vote for Trump regardless right but in within that group there's a splinter and it's two one it's a, i'm never going to you know vote for a democrat that's my home team and two there's something in it for me those are the two people where it's like okay and then if you break those groups down they're all saying well i'm a christian but i'm going to pull that out of the equation yeah. right i'm seeing more of the secret trump voters on both sides of the aisle actually be very vocal. Like, yo, he got us, he played us and you know, the three card Monty, like he, he definitely got us in that and we can't fall for the okie doke. You know? Um, I don't, I don't think he's going to win. Yes. Excite me. Maybe. Yeah. Like I actually, uh, uh, requested mail in ballots or absentee ballots. Yeah, me too. Even though interchangeably they're the same thing. Yeah. Um, in 37 states, regardless of what Donald says, did you um, see that he
1: and Melania both requested their mail-in ballots from Florida?
0: Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a piece of work, man. Like it's just like yo, like if if people fall for that, like seriously, I have to question their level of intelligence. And I don't like to call anybody a liar or stupid. No, but, but like, I don't oh. think you have to question. It. I think like like
1: yeah, you just that they're they're pretty dumb. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> yo i'm not calling anybody all right no i, I, I walk- am okay uh, do that's you have
1: that. to clarify this every time that's chris yeah, I, chris I, said I, that not andre <laughs> send your I hate mean, mail to me
0: <laughs> yeah i mean I, I gotta read it and then can laugh like yeah oh, you shouldn't have said that <laughs> i i think that you have to question their level of you know i i, I just I can't believe there's that many people that can get taken by a snake oil salesman. But I think, I, just, I mean, I think you
1: kind of, you kind of pointed to it when you talked about the two different groups that, of the, that make up the 35%. And, you know, it's people that have already made up their mind, right? That they would never, uh-huh. right? Their grandmothers, 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 grandfathers, sisters, brothers, cousin always voted Republican. And so everybody's always going to vote Republican in that family. And then there are the people who literally see something in it for them. Right. The ones who see that, that they're going to get more with Trump in office than they would with Biden in office. And whether or not that's actually true, that's what they believe. And, it, you know, I, there's plenty of them that will sit there and say, no, I know that he lies. I know that he's not telling the truth. I know that he's, you know, that all of these things that the media and that the liberals say is true. But I still think he's a better choice than Joe Biden.
0: Based on one factor. That's, none. That's- I
1: mean, there's none. There's none to point to. But they think that, the, that that's their that's what they'll say publicly. But deep down inside, it's that they believe that they are going to get that they're going to benefit from it. Right.
0: I mean, like, that's what it
1: really boils down to.
0: Here's the reality. So, I sent you an article today. Uh, 1,200 people got laid or furloughed from RTI. Okay. And I think that what's going to be the tipping point as the, the card house of the, the economy that we have and the white collar workers start getting affected and impacted. That's why the Repu- actually, the Senate Republicans are actually trying to pass a bill that is, um, uh, proposing three hundred dollars a week for um, unemployed and furloughed like workers. When things hit your house, you change your you change your opinion pretty quick. You know, um, if things were as they seem, then Mitch McConnell and uh, Lindsey Graham wouldn't be, you know, like against the wall trying to get people to vote for them. And they wouldn't tell us. Yeah, no, he's done. He's done. I mean, I mean, but think about it. It's just like they're realizing, like they can't hedge their bets on that pool. It's just not a good bet. Like they know, like the outcome is getting real for them. This is the first election I've ever really dug in to see, like what are the after effects? Like, what are people? Re- like, what are the senators doing? What are the uh, House of Representatives doing? What are they, what are they really doing in this crisis? Because in 08 and 09... Yo know, everybody posted against the wall. They were just like chilling. Like yeah, we're going we're going to ride out of this, you know? I watched the uh, Democratic convention last night. Yeah. Yo, mad respect to Michelle Obama. Um mad respect to uh Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Never in my life have I seen like Bernie First of all, Bernie Sanders did not say in, in 2020 what he said about Biden for 2016 hillary clinton yo he put it all on the table michelle obama ripped dude and she threw (laughs) own words on him Mm -hmm. i was like yo
1: i mean they're pulling out all the stops at this point man i think i mean but to some degree like i think that just kind of underscores how serious this really
0: is i mean right you know I, i used to always ask some of my hispanic friends about like uh You know, especially my Venezuelan friends, like, yo, how do you let, like, uh, how do you let a dictator show up? Like, at some point, you got to be pissed and just, like, even some of my Cuban friends I'm like, yo, how did did Castro become a thing? Because I know that couldn't happen in the United States. I know that in the United States, at some point, we're like, "Mm, we're going to rush that shit. (laughs) Like, we're going to go to the White House. Some people may die, but we're gonna. This is not okay. Yeah. And you think about uh, Castro, think about Chavez. I mean, the the, the U.S. I think.
1: I mean, in a lot of ways, with those guys, like part of it was that they, like, they kind of came with a message that they were gonna make things better, right? And and I'm with you that eventually, right, like somebody kind of had to turn around and go like, "Uh, "This isn't better for anybody except for you." yeah um but at the same time like i mean i can still kind of understand how i mean because it it does like it becomes it slowly over time becomes normalized and that's what i think a lot of people are are have been worried about with trump right is that he is using a lot of the same tactics and rhetoric and that slowly over the last four years not even that slowly really but like those things have just kind of become normalized in a sense and that so populism has it, like. A but I'm like, with you in that. I think the, a, here in the United States, like, I just think it things. I mean, and maybe I'm I'm naive in thinking that, but I I believe that things are a little different. That yeah,
0: because we're not down. We're not down for that. Like, like I think even with all of our warts, we'll figure that out. I mean, if I think,
1: if election day comes and he loses and then he refuses to leave the White House, yeah, money's dead. Yeah, <laughs> like right. I mean, I don't even, like, everybody's worried about that. I don't know why. I don't don't see how he would go out like that, you know?
0: Alright, worst case scenario, dude gets another four years, but his life is garbage after that, bro. Like, nobody, like, when I saw him do, like, he's been doing a lot of these uh, briefings at his golf resorts. Yeah. And I'm like, my dude, you're showing your hand. Like, you're showing your hand so bad. Like, the people that you have here don't reflect your base. They're the people that it's there's something for me, right? Yeah, you know, I, I don't. I hope not. I pray not. But it's just like my dude. Like, nah. I just don't see it, man. I don't see it. Populism has a short lifespan in history. The only two countries that have pull off a populist uh, uh, theory longer than um, forty years had like for the most part, have been Russia and China.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, well, exception of Cuba, but I mean, Cuba is they're They're like trying to get out of that whole. Like, yeah. Stupidity. Well, and Venezuela
1: um, is cause coming up on what 20, 80, 30 years now. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. I know they're not at like, they're not at the mark that you set, but yeah. And I mean, things
0: have gone to hell in a handbasket there. Yeah. So, I mean, so, I'm not trying. I, I don't wish ill on anybody, and I don't want to hate Donald Trump, but I think his I think his time's up. You know, I think like he, he went after. Um, and I'm not a fanboy. It's just like, yo, man, you're you're showing your cards, and the most painful thing that we have to do is like endure the fact that he's going to talk in public. Yep, and if hopefully we can get through that. i
1: mean yeah did you see any of the the stuff that he said today i guess about michelle obama and whatnot yeah
0: he said she you know she was in over her head and she got the wrong death numbers wrong you know the wrong death numbers i'm like my dude you know that like 170,000 americans are dead and you're worried about like her recording this earlier yep you're proving her point like you're a petty individual uh, I'm sorry that his brother passed away. You yeah. know, um, that sucks. You know, you you'd hope that understanding mortality brings you to, to some uh, semblance of normalcy, but not this guy. He's going all in. He's going all in, and I, I you know I don't I don't want to give this guy too much attention, but it's like yo, please, America, like. What are your, What are our options? Like we can't. I don't think we can. When we have fourteen million Americans out of out of work, right? I'm gonna wager it's probably forty percent, like uh, white collar jobs. I'm just gonna wager, because I'm, we're starting to see the uh, the layoffs and furloughs in our area. Yeah, right? We in Disneyland. If Disneyland falls apart, what do you do? Collaboration. Synergy,
1: thinking outside the box, raising the bar, breaking down silos, shifting the paradigm, disrupting the
0: market, business. Um, Infosys, they were going to build a big plaza in downtown Raleigh and they they nixed the idea. You know, uh, restaurants aren't opening. Uh, Subway is like... They're,
1: yeah, well, we've talked about them a bunch lately.
0: Yeah, when I saw that article, I was like, "Yo, it's about it's about to get really real." Yeah, like it's not. A, this is not a joke. This is not a test, America. This is like, look, ask yourself a question: Do we make it through until the election day? Figure out a way to kind of like normalize and grow from there, or do we assume or you know, or Persist that what's happening to us is normal and if we pers- if we take option b good luck good luck and we live we you and i live in disneyland <laughs> like yeah but we will definitely feel the pain the impact eventually no and it, it will come i mean you're
1: absolutely right um it's it's not gonna be i mean I, i'm with you like you know i was just looking at that article that you sent about the rti stuff and Um, it's just the beginning, you know, I mean, I think the ripple effect of what's happened here is going to be felt for years. You know, I mean, the 20 2008, uh, you know, recession lasted really, you know, six, seven years in terms of how long people were still kind of feeling the impacts of that. And this is significantly, you know, worse than that, (laughs) you know, historically. And so, there's no reason to believe that the the fallout won't be greater as well in the long run.
0: Walmart reported 97 billion dollars in sales online, uh, I think yesterday morning, and a lot of that was fueled by the PPP checks and and you know anything connected to the last um, stimulus package. Well, that money's gone, yep. and we're we're gonna gamble on like we open the economy, dude. The economy never closed. It's just that there are some businesses that should not have been there. Yeah. I.e. restaurants. Stop opening restaurants.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I, uh I every time I see it like and I again it's a pulse of the industry, it's a pulse yeah. of the economy. It's like, yo, stop opening restaurants. Like your restaurant's no different than, you know, the one down the block. I don't care what your menu says, stop opening restaurants. Um you look at the fact that, you know, uh, plant based uh, protein products have shot up 197%. Why is that? Well, because we have a fragile agriculture yeah. like industry right now. And One that's people, been
1: propped up by the, the federal government for years. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what more do you need to see for you to realize the house of cards is going to fall? And when it falls, it's going to fall pretty big. UNC. No. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah.
1: I was reading that article this morning, man. And I you know, I, it's funny because I had just read uh I got on Twitter for the first time in like two weeks, uh, the other day, I think yesterday or the day before, and I just looked at the trending and Chapel Hill was trending in North Carolina and I was like, Oh, I wonder what's going on there. And I clicked and I started seeing the stuff about the initial clusters, and this this was before they had officially cancelled all the in person right. classes, basically. Um And then was reading their decision today. And, you know, I mean, I don't know if you read or saw anything about the um, student newspaper and their take on it. (laughs) Oh,
0: it was was classic. I'm like, wow, it's a cluster. Yep, (laughs) It it was classic. It's like, look, when when I was like, my wife and I were talking about um, just the fact that of schools opening. And I'm like, well, babe, remember when this happened, schools closed like March 17th. Yeah. So we're making assumptions that kids are less impacted by this, but the average child is under 16 years old. That means they're not driving, they're not mobile, and they weren't actually in the marketplace. Right. So now we're going to open schools up. And just see what happens. we've got well over 5 million cases. So who did the math there? Like whose calculator didn't work in that instance? Well, and I, I'm
1: sorry, but at the same time, like, you know, I'm sure to some degree, right? The the people at UNC were sitting there going, "Well, we did everything we could," you know, and it's it's a bunch of irresponsible kids ultimately that are the problem, right? I mean, you saw the video of the giant house parties yeah. in Georgia at the University of Georgia, right? Like, so, I mean, it's really not. I, I'm not saying that there weren't the same stuff at Carolina, but it's just ultimately. You're asking a bunch of freaking irresponsible college kids to be responsible.
0: But you (laughs) control the boundaries. Well, I I know,
1: but that's what I'm saying. It's like, ultimately, you didn't have to put them in that situation. That's where where you messed up. You, you, You banked on them being out of character, like doing what was ultimately best for the community, not for themselves, when at that age, you just don't have that perspective on life.
0: But if you set the boundaries, it's not even a question right that's that's where I'm like, I'm stuck, so we canceled in North Carolina everything, like March seventeenth or so. I'd have to ask my wife, I don't remember that was but, about then, yeah, yeah, so we like school was done, done, spring break, yeah, it's gonna be a long spring break, right, <laughs> very long, <laughs> <laughs> kids aren't in the equation, they're not in the equation, well, no, and even now, right, where in Wake County,
1: they had made the decision to do start everything online right and now they're saying like well the kids the kids are going to be online until at least october 21st and i'm like okay what is going to change october 21st (laughs) it's gonna miraculously
0: yeah no shit until then like they're gonna be out for the rest of the year guys like can we just so two weeks ago they were like saying until like September eleventh. Yeah. Or like the a couple weeks into September. And I'm like, okay. I mean well, my daughter's we... daughter not even going anywhere. Yeah. Like so I don't really care.
1: No, I mean we got what a month before they're supposed to start playing football games,
0: college oh. football games? It's not I mean, it's not gonna happen. It's it just not here here's what I'm saying. And I, I will say this over and over again. If the symptoms of COVID nineteen were consistent, if the reaction to the, to the virus was consistent, I would be like, okay, we're going to take a calculated risk. But since they're not, and I I keep reading articles about people having like organ failure, but that's a real thing. Yeah. You know, I saw this thing about this kid, 21 years old, organ failure, multiple organs. He's got to take heart medication, um, respiratory medication, That's like, that's beyond a calculated risk. That's like, uh, you're gambling now. Yeah. With Uh, your life, literally. Like the rest of your life. Yeah. I saw this lady last night on the Democratic uh, convention. She says the only precondition that my father had, he was 65. The only precondition he had was he believed in Donald Trump. And so I'm not trying to pick a side of this fight. I'm just saying, like, look, at the end of the day, you got to choose wisdom. Like you gotta be wise about the choices you make. It's not about politics. It's not about Republican, Democrat. It's like, which, which level of wisdom do you want to take? And if you decide that you just want to be unwise, yo, I respect your choice, but it's, it's no different than anybody saying like, you know, I, I understand the law of gravity, but I can break it. Well, you still can't fly. <laughs> like jump off the house if you want to. Yeah. And that's, that's where we are. And it's, it's sad. It's unfortunate. And I hope, and like, I really hope and pray uh, that we figure some things out, you know, like I'm looking at the, uh, I was looking at the polls the other day and you see Arizona is now a toss up state and Texas is like on the verge of becoming a toss up state.
2: Yeah,
0: You know what the issue is? It's freaking immigration. It's like, and maybe I talked about this before, but I watched Immigration Nation on uh Netflix. Yeah,
1: I think I think we talked about it a little bit last week. I didn't get a chance to watch any of it yet, but
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm starting to question like our moral high ground as a country. Like there are things that just like the tapes keep playing in my head. And it's like, what do what are we doing? You know, we're gonna risk our children's lives. And I, I guarantee you this, like in uh in Georgia they had 2000 cases within the first week of school and 2000 quarantines yeah the minute somebody's child dies because failed leadership it'll change the game i mean that's that's basically what we're
1: waiting for now let's be honest i mean and and it's I sad want- i don't want to either i'm not saying you and me but i'm saying like as a as a as a country that's where our leaders have put us in a position where we're all just kind of sitting here waiting to see when someone's going to die from this, right? A teacher, a student, you know, like an administrator, somebody, a a parent, right? A grandparent that the kid brings it home and infects their grandparent. Like, I mean, that's, that's where I still just don't understand the general cavalierness that people seem to approach this with of, you know, like I, you know, yeah, it's me and my 15 friends and we're all out at brunch and now, you know, like, we're going on, you know, a boat ride and we're posting all this stuff on social media and nobody's wearing a mask. Nobody is, you know, like, you can't tell me that you guys all live together. Like, and this is where, uh, again, like, I just feel like what on earth was anybody thinking that sending kids back to school and removing any, like,
0: parental element from that equation was ultimately the best decision. Like for all that's holy, I saw like a, I can't remember which County it was in Florida, but they were like hooting and hollering because they didn't uh, require mask. And I was like, my dude, seriously, oh. I have a neighbor, like uh, their daughter died and she was 19 or 20 years old. And I watched what that did to their family. And I can't imagine ever bearing one of my children. Like I literally can't like you, you can, you know, people can tell, well, you know, nope. I can't imagine like what that would feel like as a parent. And I'm in my forties about loving one of my children, you know? And then on top of that, add to the fact that it was completely
1: in an, avo- an a completely avoidable situation, right? Yeah. Where either they or somebody else take some simple precautions and prevent that situation from happening. I mean, it's, you know, the people that want to throw a fit about having to wear a mask into a store for 10 minutes. You know, like the people that want to shout at everybody and call them idiots and sheep because and, cause we think about other people. I mean, honestly... I don't even care if it's true that masks help other people. If it's possible, like if it turns out that masks didn't help at all of this, so what? We tried. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, how is that any different than the freaking, you know, moron in chief promoting hydroxychloroquine or swallowing bleach or shining flashlights in our bodies? Like, how is that any different? I had a Except plumber. that one of them actually has, like, some basis in medical science.
0: I, I had a plumber in my house today, and, um, you know, because I, I love paying plumbers and, and keeping yeah. that whole trade afloat. But um, he was telling me that his wife has got MS, and she's got a couple other things, like underlying conditions, and he's, like, masked up. He's got gloves on. Yep, And I'm thinking to myself, yo, again, I, t- I said this before. The white collar worker is propping up the economy at the expense of of people that do a blue collar job or, or something like that. Yeah. And I actually went back into my house today feeling kind of guilty, you know, and not that anybody in my house has got COVID, but it's like, yo that's not okay. We're not like, this is not okay. No, I mean, that dude is in a situation where he has no
1: choice, but to go out and risk getting infected and bringing it home and killing his wife. I can't, I like, he can't, he doesn't can't. have a choice because of the, the situation that we have put ourselves in, in the United States. Yep.
0: And, and I, I can't rationalize that, bro. I cannot rationalize where like, I don't want to be an accessory to murder. And people can say, well, you know, it's less than 1% of the cases are dying. Yeah. Dude, the positivity rate for the nation is like 17%, bro. Yeah. It's just a matter of time before either A, everybody's affected by this, either by infection and death or just spreaders. Yep. And I don't want to be a part of that. Like I I can't consciously think to myself like I could be – an accessory to, like, somebody's death. I and mean, use, I mean, it's one should...
1: thing to sit there and do everything that we can, right? To wear right. a mask, to to socially distance, to, to wash our hands, and to do all of those things. And to find out that still somehow, right, like we unfortunately transmitted it or caught it. Like, they, that stuff happens still. But right. at least, right, we did everything that we could. That we were aware That of. we were aware of to try and prevent that from happening. I mean, and and that's, that's where I still, I still just am so baffled by people that want to make such a big deal about wearing a piece of cloth over your face for for 10 or 15 minutes at a time.
0: These are the same people that want us to like, you know, placate their second amendment, right? I got to have my gun. I got to have 25 guns or, you know, we got to open up the economy. Like, shut up. You guys are stupid. You're ignorant for no, for no cause. You're, you're, none, none of your arguments make sense. You want to have the economy open with this stipulation. You're not willing to follow through with that. Yep. You want me to be okay with you having like uh, automatic weapons to shoot deer because the deer are very dangerous. It's coming you right know. for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of deer and duck are you hunting that I know. you need to have I mean, like it's uh, you know, let off twenty rounds? God, it's it's just like the. It's the dumbest thing, man. Like, I saw this article about uh, Stone Mountain, which they yeah. should get rid of. It's a place yes. in Georgia that's got Robert Ely and a few other traders on it. And it's like a meeting round for, like, I don't want to say you shouldn't be proud of your Southern heritage. Why is
1: that the it. only part of the Southern heritage, though? That's what I never understand. It's like the stupid flag. Why is that the piece of it? You know, it's not like Alabama didn't exist prior to the Confederacy. Can we not go back any farther than that? It's not like Alabama ceased to exist at the end of the Confederacy. Like, this is where I'm just so confused. That was such a brief period of time. Why is that the only fucking thing you care about?
0: So you're saying brief the Civil War or brief slavery? Brief the Civil War. Okay, I was like I was, I was the like the Confederacy. Well, actually the flag didn't come up until like the uh the start of the Civil yeah. War. I was like, "Alright, not right, right. slavery, obviously."
1: Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, but like Thank you for letting me clarify.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, slavery was on for a minute, dude. That that was not like a commercial. Pause the American history for this brief uh commercial on slavery. Um yeah, and, and I'm just like, "Yo, why don't we like why don't we get rid of that joint like who cares about like i don't understand the argument i i don't get it i don't i don't get it yeah and but yeah i guess they had like there
1: was a huge protest clash uh this weekend right yeah. where they had the there was a bunch of um like right wing militia groups and Stuff like that that were meeting up and then a bunch of anti like counter protesters decided that they were gonna show up and, and again the fight show.
0: Sure. The people did. that were fighting were the white people. Of <laughs> like the were. brothers and sisters are like, I'm gonna hang back on this one. Um but I, I just don't understand that. I just don't like Maybe we should have a constitutional scholar or an or, or attorney, like just brief us on the stupidity of like how people argue, argue these amendments, because I'm just like freedom of speech. Yeah. The government's not hindering you from talking. Yeah. Uh, right to bear arms. Yeah. The government's not like taking up posting your house and making you make them dinner and, and blah, blah, blah. As they try to, you know, wage war. And you kind of took that right out of context. Um, and I can go on and on and on. It's just like, what do you, yeah, right to bear arms, but read the rest of the freaking amendment. Well, and ultimately the people who want to
1: interpret it a certain way, right? Do you know whose job it is to interpret the laws? <laughs> <laughs> it's not yours. <laughs> that's, it's true. It's not yours.
0: Uh, I, that's why we have a Supreme Court. Like, that's, yeah, that's we, the whole I'm reason that to, those guys exist. I hope the NRA gets broken up in, in uh, New York, actually. Yeah, so, I hope they take them down. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be dope. I'm like, yeah, well, they gotta go, um, big time. But I, I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let's talk about technology.
1: Well, instead of ending the uh, the podcast on a on a semi downer topic uh a la politics which we love to do sometimes but i know you and i were chatting earlier this week about some technology stuff and i thought maybe we'd spend a few minutes before we wrap things up um so i today uh purchased my first chromebook wow yeah it'll be here friday i'm excited uh and i'm going with the samsung okay i did a little lo- very little research but at least some research uh and it pretty consistently came up as the best rated uh like overall uh and it was very affordable so uh it's just for my daughter for her school stuff i wanted a small so it's like the 11.6 it's got the celeron processor um think four gigs two gigs or four gigs of ram and 16 32 gigs of storage again like it's literally for her to do her classwork that's all it's for and so um so yeah so i'm excited about that uh i'm gonna spend some time playing with it over the weekend hopefully before she takes off with it um but i you and i were talking it got me thinking again about my the project i need to complete which is to overhaul my windows machine into a linux machine because i hate windows but on top of that i really don't like the freaking click pad on my windows <laughs> machine the trackpad. i realized on that lenovo like is just garbage like the tracking is bad whatever like coding they put on it it's not easy to slide your fingers over it it doesn't pick up the taps properly. So then you're always having to like press real hard. And then it reads that as like, you know, the super click, which is, I'm like, seriously, like it's, it essentially makes it unusable without a, a USB mouse. And so, yeah. um, but I also know that you
0: have had some issues with windows <laughs> recently. <laughs> Dude, I, I freaking hate windows. I, I just, I, there's a part of my life I have to use Windows for, it and I just you nope. Know, like I, I don't get it. I don't understand what they're trying to accomplish. Um, well, part of it is they want everything in the cloud because
1: then they can charge you subscription fees. I'm okay with that. Like right.
0: I, I've actually reconciled that in my mind. Like I'm okay with a SaaS company, right? I just. I just hate windows. Like I, I really, I just can't do it. I'm not, I can't, I can't with a straight face. Like there's nothing, there's nothing that kind of makes you go, well, I'm just, you know, particular about the type of computer I use. I can use any type of computer. You know, like I was a big fan of like a windows, uh, their office 2016 product. Oh, because they didn't change all the keyboard shortcuts so when i used it i was like all right cool and i was super productive office 365 for windows is garbage um,
1: yeah yeah outlook it's- outlook for windows and what's funny is i feel like that the outlook for mac was actually a better client than the outlook for windows was like the outlook for windows one would constantly not connect if i had it open when i closed my laptop and then opened my laptop it would like not sync and i wouldn't get an error message or anything that popped up saying like hey we had a problem it would just be like no and then it wouldn't bother trying unless i actually
0: like forced it to re like sync dude the cisco vpn client is freaking garbage like i just want to yeah i I just got like a migraine. Just <laughs>
1: oh, this is another thing was, uh, I had to do a call with a customer and we use, uh, the zoom, you know, uh, video conferencing for my company, but they were the ones conducting the call. And so they were doing it via WebEx. And that brought back a whole host of nightmares from my days <laughs> at. E area, <E-area. laughs> um, doing webinars via WebEx, uh, which was a nightmare. We eventually switched off of that to what was the other one I don't even remember go to webinar, go to webinar. Um, and that was that was better but so I thought you know to not be that guy that showed up five minutes late because and then the excuse is, oh sorry, I had to download and install the client, and it took me ten minutes. I was like, I'm gonna log in early and do this, not even like early like I did it like hours before to make sure right. that I had the Cisco client installed when I saw that it was WebEx. And so I get it all installed, and then I go to jump on the meeting, and it's a web client meeting. <laughs>
0: <So> <laughs> I didn't have to install. What you know, what I hate about Windows is like it takes over your computer. You can't just install a piece of anything. It's just like,
1: well, yeah, that's true. This was actually on my Mac that I did this. Oh,
0: that's even worse.
1: The best part of it oh. though was that immediately after I installed. Uh, the Cisco Webex uh, desktop client, I got a notification from my Mac saying that some part of that software was not going to be supported for
0: much longer.
1: <laughs> and it's like the latest version of the Cisco client.
0: <laughs> I think Cisco and SAP are two of the crappiest companies. Oh, and Oracle's right up there. Like I'm just not a fan. They're it's just,
1: like- I, they're so, I yeah, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to say yes, you're right. There,
0: it's just like, you know what? I would never like, do trim work with a framing hammer, basically. And that's basically what Cisco, SAP, Salesforce, and Oracle basically produce. It's like, you just have a little job. We're going to give you the kitchen sink. And I, I just don't want to play the game. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm excited about the Chromebook. you got to let me know how that goes. Yeah. Uh, I've got to buy my wife one because I think I have one or two more complaints. Before you felt- just... I have to buy one yeah um, but i'm not gonna buy her, her another laptop because she doesn't uh she's not a professional and i say that as a category of computer user she's not a professional user she's not creating content or writing code it's it's pretty much like 99.99 percent web-based so right. i just don't see the the need for having a dedicated computer os if i'm yeah. being honest
1: no i mean and that's I think it's really just like a a tablet with a built-in keyboard is what it kind of boils down to, you know? And that's, I mean, it's the reason, part of the reason that Apple is moving to the ARM processors and all of this is because the lighter weight, faster, lower, longer battery life stuff, everything's got to be mobile. Like, you know, I mean, very few people buy desktops anymore because ultimately you just need or want that flexibility of, Okay, I can take this with me into the field and do whatever. Yeah. I can take this yeah. with me on vacation and edit movies while I'm there. You know, like these are the things that the that in a world where we have Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and cell service and hotspots and like everything can be connected just about anywhere, there's almost no reason not to have a mobile device, right? Like for it not to be mobile capable.
0: Yeah, and I and I I um I agree with that like a lot. And unfortunately, like even I'm gonna probably have to upgrade my laptop, my personal laptop, because at some point I'm going to, but I, I can't get a Chromebook. Like I, I actually write code. Like there are some nights I wake up and I'm like, Oh, I figured out that problem and I don't want to go to my office. I'll just like you know, pan out the code in my bed. Yeah. Um Yeah, so I, I'm like the unique like well I'm I'm more of a professional computer user i don't use them just for consuming stuff yeah but i do believe like a vast majority of all users are they're just consuming content or or kind of adding to the content that they're being served and don't buy a computer don't buy a laptop just buy a chromebook you'll you'll be fine like nobody's gonna care (laughs) like it's okay eventually you'll just Uh, be able to do all of this on your phone i hope not because that'll like i'm not signing up for that
1: Yeah, but you'll have, like, the cool projector keyboards that, you know, and... Nope. Nope? You don't like that? Nope. Nope. Okay, old man, shake your fist and yell at
0: clouds. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not doing that either. I'm saying, so when you think about what happens, so here's an example. Uh, Chrome is going to have something called Mm Chrome.dev, right? So, and that's pretty much for developers to use Chromebooks as develop uh, developer tools. I don't think that's going to fly unless it's like the, I'm on vacation and Hey, I just figured this out. Let me like add this code to whatever repo. Yeah. It's not going to be your primary. Right. So that's, I, I think there's always going to be that gap. So I all, but I can also probably predict that developer or professional user hardware is probably going to skyrocket in price. And I'm kind of gambling that Apple's going to try to be the disruptor to that. Um, So
1: then, I mean, does it, because it almost seems like, again, right, what we're ending up with is a lack of stuff kind of in the middle and things kind of moving to the extremes where it's like you're either a professional user and so you need this hardcore, you know, all these dedicated, you know, resources or you're, a simple user who's just on an internet browser and checking email and
0: watching Netflix. Like I think the, I think the industry and the marketplace stables out that way Yeah, because uh, when personal computers got more affordable, there was like the every six months you're buying something new, whether you're going to take apart your, your box and, and add like another processor or whatever. <laughs> um,
1: I remember when I had my desktop and I was always getting new Ram. Yeah, like, And the fact that I only had two slots in it, and I was just <laughs> like, I mean, and I'm talking like 512 megabytes, not even like a gig. Like, I was hoping to get like a gig of RAM. Like that was, oh boy. That yeah,
0: was, we're, were, the we're not there anymore. Now, like a standard rig for me is like 16 gigs, Yeah, or I'm not looking at you. That's le- that's a laptop or a desktop. But the average user, they're never going to use 16 gigabytes of RAM. Yeah. Right. Um, Unless well, I mean they're not. I, no, I just can't think of it. The average user anything.
1: isn't going to. I mean, like you it's just not gonna happen unless they're doing something wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I can't think of one time where it's like I need to have like well, eight gigabytes I can see that, right? Yeah. But I can't see like the average user using sixteen gigabytes of RAM consistently. No. That means you have Photoshop open, Adobe Lightroom, and Illustrator while you're checking email. Right. Uh, probably not going to happen.
2: Yeah. And uh,
0: and streaming Netflix and Hulu simultaneously Yeah. So. <laughs> all at the same time. Um and and so I think there's going to be the the professional user and everybody else at some um, like probably pretty soon. And I think that Apple's going to disrupt the market. I I do know that Intel's having problems because AMD and their Ryzen chip is they are blazing. Yeah. And a lot of the, a lot of the Linux distros are really changing their code base to wrap around the Ryzen architect architecture as opposed to the Intel architecture. So uh, it's going to be interesting over the next five years.
1: Yeah. I'm going to invest heavily in AMD now.
0: Uh, actually, no, I think, so- uh, I think SoftBank is investing in them. And oh, really? I, I, I glanced at that story. I didn't, let me, let me fact check myself. Uh, AMD, SoftBank. So did I miss the boat? Is that the problem? Yeah, you probably... If SoftBank is... Is it uh, then, then I'm too late? Yeah, actually, I think SoftBank is going to invest more to take more of an ownership stake. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Why is so- SoftBank rushing to sell ARM? Oh, now they're selling them. Um, I don't know. And it looks like the latest news is NVIDIA may by arm to expand their gpus so i think that market's going to be kind of um it could be interesting to see what happens
1: basically definitely that's it and then the nvidia side on the graphic processors i hadn't really thought about that from that perspective but using the smaller lighter processors for a graphics card that makes a ton of sense
0: yeah um so i think what you're going to see probably it's going to be at the end of the day intel and nvidia slash arm amd um, I don't know. I'm not a that's not my wheelhouse, yeah. Um, no, it's oh, just interesting. NVIDIA though. SoftBank ARM Venture confirmed AMD threat to NVIDIA, so there's a lot. I mean, it's gonna happen. I think we're gonna end up with like two. <laughs> um, yeah, so now it just gave me another rabbit hole to poke around in. You're but, welcome, anyway. <laughs> well ladies and gentlemen we've we've gone full circle we didn't talk about food i really want to talk about food i'm going to give a shout out to the beyond burger i've been like like really splurging those this last like five days they're so good if you have not had a beyond burger at home you should totally buy them and eat them at home they're really good um the Impossible Burger. I've not seen them in my local grocers. I think Publix and Publix
1: does now carry it. I have a frozen pack of uh, Impossible meat in my freezer. I haven't tried it yet. Uh, we're doing takeout tonight, so we might do burgers tomorrow, maybe. But okay, I'll let you know as soon as I do.
0: Yeah, because like I'm all about um, I'm all about that plant based life, though. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Once they if they can get the uh, price per pound down, yeah. Gonna be a game changer. Yeah,
1: but I'm um, willing to invest now.
0: All right, Chris, stop throwing away your money. Like, no, I, think I meant that,
1: I didn't mean like, like literally invest. I mean, like I, I'm willing to spend the little bit of extra money for the plant based. Oh, okay. Now. I'm okay.
0: investing in my own health. That's fair. I, I will say this, and maybe we, we can <laughs> stop talk about it throwing next away week. Your money, Chris.
1: I don't play the stock markets. I'm not that savvy. <laughs>
0: I'm like, yo, that curve is already up, bro. You got to wait till they get a dip. Buy high, sell low. I know how this works. <laughs> um, I will say this. I think that if you're not paying attention or you're sleeping on this, the plant-based or, or protein like substitute market is ideally what meat used to be before World War II, right? where it wasn't like something you ate every day. And once it became like mass produced, it drove the prices down. But I do you know, I'm I'm excited about the potential of uh protein like substitutes for steak and I know that either beyond or impossible's got seafood on the on the road map. So they've got steak on the road map and uh pork so that, i think that's gonna be kind of dope so
1: yeah i mean the more options the better there's the um uh, i think very good butchers that does bean based uh like plant-based meats and stuff i've ordered some of their based out of canada uh they haven't it hasn't come yet but as soon as it do oh you it, gotta let me know as soon as please. it does i will let you know for sure
0: so what do they what do they sell?
1: They have a bunch of different stuff. They've got uh like huge like a big slab of bacon that you can get or you can oh. cut your slices and stuff like that yourself. They did not have that in stock when I ordered mine unfortunately. I think I got the taco filler that they had and then some like Italian banger sausages and maybe like their regular ground beef. I can't remember. Uh, or maybe their hamburger or something like that. that I, something you're else that you're I not actually...
0: helping me at all. But... I know. I'll send
1: you the link, though, uh, and I'll let you know as soon as they arrive. It takes like six weeks, I think they said, for
0: it's like processing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we're glad you guys join us for the Chris and Andre Show. You can always visit us at chrisandandreshow.com. That's com. We're on all of the, uh, or most of the uh, streaming platforms. There's one that we probably need to check out, Amazon Music. Oh, we're yeah. not there yet, wow. but we may. Yeah, so Chris is taking a note. But we're on Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, Pandora, uh, Google Music, which is turned into YouTube music, so yep. that's a problem. You know, and... uh, the easiest way to say it, wherever
1: you're listening, we're there.
0: Yeah, we're, okay. Oh,
1: that's... But... In other news, we are now going to be on YouTube, uh, aside from just YouTube music, uh, but we are we now have our YouTube channel up, so you can check out The Chris and Andre Show uh, on YouTube, and we're right now just putting trailers up um, as another way for you to kind of consume that content, but the hope is in the near future, not too distant future, uh, that we start to roll out some more Uh, video content to go along with all of the wonderful uh podcasts blogs articles and social posts that i do from time to time when i feel like posting stuff that's (laughs) not on my own personal yeah you won't get get yelled at (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah wherever you're listening that's where we are and we're going to keep adding uh any new places amazon music will be there shortly hopefully as long as it takes them to approve us
0: (laughs) So we're, we're always having fun. We're definitely trying to make our own platform and we hope that you enjoy it. And, uh, we're glad that you joined us. Thank you for everybody that listens to us from around the world. Yeah. Literally around the world. Um, we're grateful and we'll, we will keep doing this because it's fun. It gives like both of us a chance to kind of just get all this crap out of our heads. Um, and every now and then it gives me a chance to use some profanity. Uh, <laughs> so. We're glad that you're here. And once again, as always, I'm Andre. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you soon.
1: Why did the woman take her pony to the vet? Because he was a little horse.